All right, welcome to the Everyday Mulemanship Podcast. My name is Ty Evans. Uh, glad to have you here with us today. Um, this episode is brought to you by The Watering Post. If you're looking for a really good automatic waterer for your mules, you need to look up The Watering Post. Also, uh, a big thank you to Western Mule Magazine, Ben and Anita Tennyson. We appreciate their support in these podcasts. Great folks, great magazine. So, um, and speaking of Western Mule Magazine, I got my buddy Robert Eversall here, who also contributes to the magazine every month and writes awesome articles about all sorts of things. You you kind of cover a little bit. So welcome, Robert. Good to be Thank here, Ty. Thanks so much. It's yeah. a joy to be on the podcast. Yep. So we we've done this podcast before. <laughs> that we did. Was that uh, BC before COVID? Yeah, that was it. So. I, I recorded this podcast with Robert over the phone. Anyways, got off and um, listened to it, and the audio was a little messed up. So, you know, I'm a rookie podcaster. This is this is new to me. So, here we are again, and uh, it'll be better this time. It'll be great. We we learned and we'll practice and we'll be better. So, but um, Robert, why don't you tell everybody? Um, about yourself, about your wife, your what you got going. Um, we can do that. So let's tell the folks. I'm Robert Eversall. Uh, most few people may know me as, as the Trailmeister, only because uh, it was the only domain name that was available at the time. Um, <laughs> That's and, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I am, I'm a clinician uh, on the circuit, um, and I get to talk with folks about trail riding and camping with livestock. Um, get a write with uh, Western Mule Magazine with Ben and Nita and a few others, and again, it's I get a I get to get people excited about trail riding and camping with their horses, and to me that's just that's just the berries. I've uh, been doing that uh, heavens, they just made me feel old. It's been almost 15 years that I've been been doing this now, and it sure beats the heck out of being a commercial banker what I did in a yeah. previous life. There you go. Yeah, so um, Robert and I work a lot of the same expos. Um, this year we were supposed to be at the Midwest Horse Fair, and that didn't go. Right. Canceled along with everything else, it seems like. And But we'll go there together next year. Yeah, we're going to be so, there so together next be, year. That'll be fun. And and uh, so Robert gets a chance to travel all over, kind of like we get to do, and it's it's fun. And But I don't have the really cool truck. I just hop on an airplane. <laughs> You know what? That's not all that bad, man. That's, <laughs> some days when I'm driving, and I got three days of driving ahead of me, and you get there in three hours, that's, yeah, that's... Uh, now, see, Ty makes that sound so terrible, but Ty's clinics are fun and a hoot yeah. because you're working with the animals. Yeah. I'm the PowerPoint guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you you, uh, you 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 chuck candy bars. I do throw candy bars. So, I, that, that I do. Candy bar chucker, and that's enticing. <laughs> so, um, the first time I well, I didn't I didn't meet you there because I didn't introduce myself, but I was there. What was in um, at the Midwest Horse Fair? Was that Midwest yeah, or I, was it in Tennessee? No, it was it was the Midwest Horse Fair. Okay, and then we were then you were at Tennessee as well. Yeah, because okay. you referred me to Patrick in Tennessee. Oh, remember that? Yeah, you still owe me that five bucks. I know, I know. I gotta get you a commission. <laughs> but but I but I just um, you know and because I, I saw you. Uh, you know, in Western Meal Magazine all the time. Yeah, yeah. 
And I'm like, well, what's the chances of Western Mail Magazine guy? He's here at Midwest Horse Fair. So I just stepped in, and yeah, you was checking a candy bar at somebody. <laughs> so, but and I just stayed for a minute because I had one of my own demos. Well, that's to, the to get to. That's you know, we have the best gig in the world being clinicians and getting to share what we've picked up along the way with others. Yep. But when we go to to, to expos, when you do go to clinics, that's work. Oh, yeah, and you always have to be on, and it's not like we can go see other other things. Yeah. We're either clinicking or at the booth, and there's not yeah. a whole lot of time. Sometimes it's hard to find time to go to the bathroom. Yeah. At those expos, I like to... Gosh, there's so many people I want to go watch. Yeah. Because there's a lot of good hands there, uh-huh. good people, and you're like, man. But then you're right, you're, you're at the booth. But, you know... We get to meet cool people, you know. Yep, that and, we and do. Those, and some people are excited to see you, you know. Exactly. Like they, they've been reading your articles for for 120 years. I mean, 15 years. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, you know, so they know you. They want to meet you. They want to shake your hand. Back when you could shake hands. Yeah, back when you could. It's going to be interesting. It is. So, Robert, um, I want you to tell the folks more about Trailmeister. Now, okay. Meister means master, right? Yes. In German? It does. Uh, so, Trail, T-R-A. A-I-L. It's been a long day. I've been at, at Ty's clinic, and oh, I am been riding all day. soaked soaked with sweat, grubby, dirty. You can't see it, but there's a huge smile on my face because <laughs> we were loping today. Yeah. And you, you don't know, get a lope that often when you're pulling a string. No, <laughs> at least you don't want to. Yeah, you hope not, right? <laughs> um, so Trailmeister, I started it uh, back when we lived in Ohio, and it was just a, a guide to places where I could take my horses because at the time I was you know with the with the short ears yep. uh, it was all the information that I wanted to know uh, before I went someplace because I felt obligated to drive the car to these trailheads to make sure that I could turn around but well we've talked about this at oh, length yeah. I, I am trailer backing challenged uh, Celeste does. She, she's much better at that than I. Uh, but I really, I yeah. felt obligated to go to these trailheads uh, in the car before I ever went uh, with with the ponies. And after a short time, that that becomes uh, pretty onerous, you know. Oh yeah. So I started the website, got a book, HTML for Dummies, and, and I started the coding. Uh, I did it all myself uh, originally. Now I have. Pe- people that do that now thank heavens for that uh i get up yeah i love to, to write the magazine columns and and I, I love doing the clinics too i don't love the code monkey stuff yeah so so but trailmeister it's still uh we're the largest resource in the world believe it or not um for it's we're the largest guide to horse trails oh, yeah. and camps in the world, period. Trailmeister.com. Yep, Trailmeister.com. And I've been on there snooping around, um, checking out trails, and and uh, we've talked about some of the Utah trails, you know. Like, there's there's a lot of good stuff on there that I, in my own state, that I haven't been to. But there's all... All right, so, I know folks are listening to this, so you got to tell Ty... Share some of his favorite places yeah. in Utah that aren't on the website. <laughs> yeah, um, I probably ought to. There's some good places. Utah's cool. There's a oh, lot it is. And somebody needs to invite somebody down. Somebody I know, me, invited yeah. Ty 
up north yeah. to, to experience our world, but I don't think I've got that reciprocal invite down south. Yeah, you can, Somebody's you know, like you can a on diode on. like that, a oh. one-way stream. Whatever. Whatever, man. <laughs> well, you, can, you can come down. So, you know, the, I'll tell you something I've learned traveling, how Utah is different. And and same thing with up here in this country. In, in, yeah. In northern Idaho, it's the same. And, and here in western, or we're in eastern Washington, it's the same. Where there's a lot of places to ride that aren't trailheads. Yep. Like there's not a trailhead. And so somebody, if they're used to a trailhead or especially back east, you get east of the Mississippi and that's horse camps. Yeah. And you say horse camp out here and they're like, what are you talking about? Exactly. And we don't have horse camps. Isn't that nifty though? Yeah. By, by where you're at in the country, people have different expectations. Exactly. So back east, the horse camps, and that's really the, the entryway into yep. You know, public public lands. Right. Where here, I should pull off the road. Pretty much. You could just saddle up right here. We're just sitting here in what town is this? Creston. Creston. Creston, Creston. Washington. And I don't know, but I reckon you could saddle up and just start riding out through some of these pines. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you get in trouble. Maybe you would, but heavens, half of it's BLM, yeah. I think, and that we we pay taxes on. Yeah. So it's it's you know some of these places. It's hard to know where, but that's what's cool about your website, is that you've you've shared these spots so somebody could pull up and know what to expect. Right. If they got room to park and what what else you got? You mark uh, water. Um, is there water? Are there restrooms? Trail maps where we've got them for the area. Um, all the stuff that, quite frankly, I want to know before I load the trailer. I figure yep. I'm going to have enough uh, adventures on the trail. I don't want to have them on the way there. Yep. Which is why I'm at the clinic. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. But uh, but yeah, it's all that good stuff, um, and and I can't do it unless people send in or submit their their trail areas. I would never ever ask anybody to submit their their most favorite trail area, but I have no problems at all with your second, third, or fourth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, check it out on the website uh, trailmeister.com. Uh, besides the, the the trail guide, there's we started doing the videos. We're not quite to, to where uh, Ty is yet, but we're working on it. Videos are hard. Reviews are hard, and they take a long time. Yeah. To make a short clip. Exactly. You know? So I, I totally hear you on that. Um, and you'll start and stop 50 times for a, <laughs> for a two-minute video, I swear. So. That that you do. But the end product, I, I, I look at it like making sausage. You know, the making is a pain in the butt, but the end product helps a lot of people, I think. Yeah. Luckily, with my videos, I'm at the point now where I just be me. So if I make a mistake, I'm like, whatever, Sky, keep on rolling. <laughs> just, just roll through it. Uh, people know I stutter. There <laughs> you go. go. But, um, yeah, trailmeister.com is awesome. Y'all need to check that out. Um, Robert, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about, um, your mules and your horses you have now okay and maybe give folks a little idea because you had horses to start with to what kind of shifted you over i mean you obviously like mules you're on ruger full-time pretty much yep yep so tell folks what shifted you to the mules and what how that's looking now okay so i i, I belong to to three mules ruger my my main guy my main ride mule and ellie my, my pack mule that's taught me more than anything I can think of. And now Coco the monkey. Uh, Coco the monkey. Coco the monkey. You know, what, what is she? 
12-3 hands of, of honorary, I think, sometimes. Mm. And I'm learning something from, from all of them. Um, relatively new to mules. I've only, I've had Ruger, what, four years now? Going on five? So is Ruger your first mule? He's my first mule. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I, th- I didn't know that was your first mule. I first thought... mule. First mule. Uh, I always thought mules were cool. Those sexy long ears, you know? <laughs> um, and, and just different. Yeah. And, well, I always wanted a mule, but I never thought that I was good enough. And I was, quite frankly, I was afraid of them. You know, because well, mules, you know, they won't miss. And, you know, they're, they're, they're different. And they are different. Lots of mess up. Um, yeah, there are. Uh, hopefully, you know, between, you know, what 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 you're doing and you know Western Mule Magazine, we can dispel a lot of those. But there are a lot of myths, and I I sucked them all up. But uh, another guy that writes for Western Mule Magazine, Ed Halfliger, he's the one. If it weren't for Ed, I probably wouldn't be in the mules yet. I'd still be intimidated. But he he decided that I was ready for a mule. And he started looking for me for a mule. And uh, Ruger, Ruger came from Arizona, Scottsdale. No, Cave Creek. Okay. Cave Creek, uh, Denny Gomez, who also has columns in Western Mule from time to time. Yeah, I know Denny. Yeah, yeah. great guy. And I am so tickled with Ruger. I talk to Denny all the time. Yeah. Not all the time. You know, once a month oh, yeah. or, 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 or better. And it's just so nice... To, to share Ruger stories, and but when I got Ruger, heavens, I was I was intimidated. Uh, and then Ellie, kind of same thing, but just because you know if a horse backs up to you, I kind of wonder what what are the intentions there. And uh, when when I first got Ellie, she would back up and I'm like, oh no, oh no, I've heard these stories about mules. She just wanted her butt scratched. Oh yeah. And yep. I've never had a horse that will leave food to be loved on. And all of my mules will. Oh, isn't that cool? I, I can have sweet feet out and, hey, rub my butt, rub my ears. I'm like, wait, there, there's food there. Yeah, that's... That, that that's makes nice. my heart happy. Yeah, it does. And, um, and that's, why, that's why I like mules. That's awesome. So out of your three, um, Ruger was your first. Actually, Ellie was my first. Ellie was your Ellie first. Ellie was one. my first because she was my pack mule. Okay, so and, you, so you just had her as a packer. Yes, just a pack mule. And then you then you got Ruger. Then and I got, got Ruger, ride. and then I I was doing clinics in Canada, uh, and I've got a line in my clinics where I talk about you know everyone wants to know what's the best trail animal. I don't know because I don't have one, but I think it would be an Icelandic mule, and so I go on, well. My wife has an Icelandic. I call it the circus pony. That's right. And that is the most sure-footed thing in the world. And it's like the Energizer Bunny. It just won't stop. You know, when when I had my, my big yellow horse, Big Tennessee Walker, it was embarrassing when I would have to ask Celeste to slow down so we could keep up. <laughs> yeah. That little, and, and she's just that on, 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 on the fluff going, ball. Yeah. yeah and, it just, and they look like they're just floating on the... Yeah. Floating across the meadow, don't they? Although I will tell you this, that... I've packed that little Iceland, Celeste Icelandic all over the pop. Have you? <laughs> and she's just the right height for a pack mule. Gosh, and she ain't going to crack your eggs either, Exactly. Man. She, she's, she's so smooth. smooth. Yeah, those yeah. Icelandic are smooth. And um, so... What's that? Iceland- what's, what's your name? Which one? Your Icelandic. My Icelandic mule? No, your... your My wife's Icelandic. Yeah. Minning. 
Minning Frau Alpha Saga. <laughs> I'll never remember that. <laughs> I only remember it because it's so long and obnoxious, and I have no idea what it means in Icelandic. Oh, it's oh, okay. Yeah, it, yeah. it's it's Icelandic. Uh, that's one of the other reasons why I like mules. In class today, we've got Ruger, we've got Coco. There's a Clarence. There's a Danny boy. Yeah, Mules know. have good, solid, honest names. There's no frivolity mm-hmm. in mule names. There's no Minningfrau Alpha Saga. <laughs> so did you come up with that or did she? Did you that, no, it, it came on the papers. That's that's the papers. Yeah. Oh. That's funny. Yeah, I just call it mini. Yeah, that's, that's good. We'll just stick with that. So. <laughs> but uh, now... Um, my buddy Robert here, he had a he had a heck of a wreck. I discovered gravity. A heck of a wreck and my gosh, it uh set you back for a minute. More than it a did. Minute. It and, did, uh, but it was a blessing in disguise. I, I, I truly believe that. So let's tell everybody listening here, um tell them about the wreck, tell them what happened. About the wreck. And then let's and then after let's talk about how you got through it because I, I have so many I have so many listeners on here that mm-hmm. that have had a wreck um suffer from some kind of anxiety from it oh yeah and, and it's how, it's real yeah and how to how you get through that um and, it's hard so so let's take time let's let's go through the process okay tell, tell about the wreck first. the wreck so gravity is a thing even in central oregon <laughs> um it was riding and it was it was it was just a day ride it wasn't, uh, we were in the Three Sisters Wilderness Complex, but it was just a day ride. We were, we were, we were doing a, a, a loop of a bunch of horse camps in Central Oregon, and we were going to go get pizza in town that night. <laughs> Instead, I got, I got hardcore narcotics at the hospital. <laughs> um, but it was just a day ride, and I was, the trail we were on, uh, lots of bicycles on it, and I was really nervous about that. No problem at all. We stopped and talked, took pictures with the bicyclists, and um, we got to this little spot, and I'll, I can still see it in my mind. A little bit of a slope, grass, beautiful trees, and the trail went right through those trees. And the next thing I remember is uh, being in the hospital. Um, so don't know exactly what happened. I think it was bees, the, the person I was riding with, because I'm not allowed to ride by myself since I have proven to be clumsy <laughs> and accident prone. Uh, so I was riding with somebody and, uh, she said Ruger just kind of blew up and, and I, I, I don't bounce that well anymore. Hit a, hit a tree with my head and a, and the shoulder with the boulder, I guess. Oh, man. Um, but what I was doing, you know, leading up to that, I got Ruger because at the time we were um, putting together a television show. And and we were working with a production company. And for pre-production work, you go and this is, these are the shots and the scenes and the things that I want to do. So I had a camera in my hand that entire summer. And I was filming as I was writing. This is the kind of shot that I want kind of thing. And and if you hear a problem, that's because there was. And it, it, it was great until it wasn't. And it got wasn't really quick. Um, so I was, I was everything but an attentive, engaged writer when yeah. I came off. Uh, and it almost would have been worth it had, had the shot 
worked out. <laughs> but instead, when when I downloaded the, the the film from the camera, it was you know going along, and all of a sudden it fell, and there's just a blade of grass in front of the lens <laughs> for about a half oh, hour until somebody turned a, it off. Didn't get a good shot. Not Damn. at all. So have been really dramatic. So it would have been. There. And, you know, <laughs> that could, I could have been YouTube famous. Gosh, but but yeah, so didn't even get that. And so the whole shoulder is, is brand new now. Um, so pins and plates and screws. The x-rays look really, really cool. Iron Man. Pretty much. Pretty much. And getting back on was a booger. Um you know, because now I associate Ruger with being hurt, and um, and it took a, a long time. Um, well, our good friend John here at at the clinic uh, was also the Western Mule. I don't remember if he was the Christmas cover one year or the Fourth of July cover. Pistol is famous. I didn't know this. You didn't know this? No. Oh, I think you're gonna have to call John out on it tomorrow. <laughs> so what's so what's this? John Pistol was on the cover. He's on the cover. Yeah, of Western Mule Magazine. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, you do, Ben and Nita. Yeah. Make 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 that well known. Cool. Um, and so John came over, and and Road Ruger just just Robert. He's he's fine. I'm afraid. Well, I'll get them on them for you. And like, okay. Um, but it took me a long time to get back on and and, and to feel comfortable. Um, the first rides were sits yeah. um, on him, you know, with Celeste there. And I've, you know, I didn't know, I don't know if you know or not, but I've been a registered riding instructor with PATH for almost 20 years now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. My, my writing certainly does not delay that anymore. <laughs> my my my, my oh, transitions no. today. Oh heavens! Hey, you did pretty good today, man. Um, but uh, but yeah. So so for twenty years, Celeste and I. That's how Celeste and I met. Okay. Was through a therapy center. Um, our first date was getting to watch her with these people with challenges uh, on horses. You know, and using horses as the modality. Uh, for you know, for treatment for all sorts of things, um, I figured if I wanted to hang out with her, I had to get involved with these smelly, scary critters. There you go. And that's how I got into horses. Um, but now, after going through the, the the big wreck, I I thought my riders were the most brave people in the world before, and now I know it. Yeah. Um, but the act of getting back on and getting comfortable took a long time. It's tough. It's real. And like you said, you know. Whether you want to or not, you associate that animal with getting mucked out, right? Like that, getting smacked down. You know, <clears throat> no. Even though you know it ain't Neil's fault, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's real hard as a human not to put not to put blame on a, on an animal. And you hear so many people that that have had a wreck, and I just got another animal. Yep. Well, and it may have been quicker if I had done that, but it wasn't Ruger's fault. Yeah. You know, and I, and I like the guy. Yeah, Ruger's cool. Yeah. Yeah, there are there are some people and some mules that don't that shouldn't be together. True. You know, but true. But but yeah, it, it's hard when you get in this wreck to 
try to forget it really and try well, or at least learn you try to learn from it right and be better but it's challenging so yeah i, I, I don't want to forget the wreck you know from what i remember about it because i i do believe that keeping that in the back of my head keeps me from doing stupid things again you know you gotta you have to not want to hit the dirt exactly <laughs> like you, that has to be real and it, <laughs> it, I, I remember you know when i was, when I was rodeoing um, see, I had, I had road colts for my dad growing up, so I mean, I had hit the dirt so many stinking times before I started rodeoing. But I started rodeoing, and a lot of other people that were starting at the same time. I remember being at this rodeo school, and some of these kids had never been bucked off. And we're talking, oh, how many times have you been bucked off? I've never been bucked off, Mike. You ain't rode enough if you haven't been bucked. And we're talking saddle broncs, right? Right. right. I'm like you, if we, you know, yeah, and and you got to kind of. Once you hit the dirt a time or two, you you realize real quick that you do not like that, and th- so you you got to have effort mm-hmm. to stay on. And a lot of people don't realize that that I mean, you got to have you got to have that try to stay with it. Right. You know? um, not even just when they're bucking. That's that's obvious. But even just the balance to, to be a balanced rider. You know. Yeah, a balanced rider, but active and engaged. Mm-hmm. We've all zoned out after yeah. lunch on the way back to camp. Yep. And we're just human. But we don't have to like it. Forget. And 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 before before lunch, you know, when we're all together, you know, we can be active and engaged and it's not just a ride in the park. It's a let's let's focus and and get something accomplished along the way. Even if we're just walking, we can be practicing things and be in the moment. Yeah, you we forget we're riding a living, breathing, bleeding animal. It's got a brain. Mm-hmm. It's got thoughts and intentions. And, and knows that squirrels yeah. are deadly, deadly creatures. <laughs> yeah. Scared of stumps. Scared <laughs> rocks. So. My big one. What Do you have grouse? Yeah. Yeah. So up in the oh mountains and, and the grouse wait until they're yep. right underneath and. Well, oh, they'll get you. They'll get you dumped. They'll get you dumped in a hurry. Grouse, pheasants. Yeah, pheasants are bad too. They they don't flush easy. Oh, so they get you. But so, Robert, shifting from from this this point to where, because today you didn't ride like you were worried about a thing. So what, that's because I am a great actor. <laughs> you're great fooling me. But, <laughs> you, but today you look pretty good. Um, so if you guys haven't caught on by now, we're we're doing a clinic up here in Washington. Robert's in Mulemanship Two class. I, I should still be in Foundations or Mulemanship <laughs> One. No, you're doing all right, man. But but like you're you're not um, you're not riding timid. You're not riding on tippy toes, and you're not being um, hesitant about anything. I asked you. Like I asked you to lope today. You lope. Yep. Like you just did it. So how how how'd you get to this point now? Lots and lots of tiny baby steps. And this summer, there's always something good in everything. Yeah. And so with the virus and the COVID thing this summer, all of my clinics got canceled. My last clinic was 1st of March. Oh, yeah. And so we've been home the whole time. Right. And the way I look at it is if next year, when I'm pulling a string in the Bob or up in the Pesaten, hauling in work parties, what have you, if there's a problem with the critters then, I only have to look into the mirror. That's right. To, to, to see where the issue is. Yep. And 
So even though we've been home, we've got a backyard. I don't have a round pin. I got to get Celeste to open up the purse strings and let me get one. Um, but yeah. we've been we've been riding and packing and, and trail riding in the yard. And it's not like we've got a big, giant ranch. We've got five acres in the suburbs. But there's a lot you can do in five acres. Oh, yeah. And every day, it, it's my bit of sanity from behind the computer, I try to spend 15 minutes a day with each critter. And it, half the time, because I'm lazy, I don't even saddle them up. But there's so much... If there's one thing that I've learned from you, it was that very first clinic when I came up and interviewed you. Yep. And and one of your lines was, you ride what you lead. Mm-hmm. And that has stuck with me ever since. And ever since I started doing all that groundwork, I don't like groundwork. I'm not going to pretend I do. I love the results from the groundwork. Exactly. And gee golly, it's true. Yeah. Uh, when I do groundwork... Everybody just gets easier, and and whether I want to do circles on the ground or not, I want to feel comfortable and confident when I'm up in the Pesaten, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm in the Bob, and that lets me do that. So, but yeah, all summer, you know, I'm I'm glad it shows. <laughs> yeah, you do. You're doing good. You know, you you know, and and you know me enough by now. You know, I don't just blow smoke and just say something. I if I tell you you're looking better, it's you know. You're looking better. Well, thank you. And um, but you are, so that's 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 really good. And uh, yeah, you're you're telling all my secrets about the groundwork too. I don't like it either. <laughs> but, I, but you know, I've you can't argue with with a good investment, right? You know, I've I've done enough groundwork now, and I've had enough results now that I can't lie about that. I mm-hmm. I know it's worth my time. It's worth my while. I'm like everybody else. I want to ride. Mm-hmm. I got my meals to ride, but. And so, so now you, so you say, you know, I'm willing to come here to Washington and spend four days with one of the classes doing groundwork. Right. <laughs> for me to take that time, <laughs> you, that, you, I know that's important. Exactly. You, you know, that's important for me to, you know, if I'm sharing that much. And, mm-hmm. and so it pays off. But, um, now you keep talking about the Bob, uh, excuse me, the Bob Marshall Wilderness Complex. Thank you. Because uh, Robert here says I'm not allowed to say the Bob until I've been there, but I, th- I think we have to have a modicum of decorum. Yeah, yeah you got to have you know? this. Yeah. So let's talk about packing and and some okay. some pack trips and uh, some some adventures. And this is a little on the spot because I didn't tell you I'd be asking you this. Okay. Part. But t- tell us, have you ever had? Um, anyway, tell us about a packing adventure. Anyway, a packing adventure. A really good. Uh, time, which those are harder to remember for some reason. Okay. Or maybe a packing um, incident where you made bad decisions and you learned a little bit. Do you got any stories you want to share with the folks here? Anything you think of? I have a fabulous story. So, guy named Andy Breland. You know Andy, or maybe not. Uh, he, he's from Montana. Uh, okay, um, I don't remember. Out, Trailhead Supply. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. The... Um, yeah, tra- up yeah. In tra- yeah, exactly. Yeah, Trailhead Supply up, up in. There, there. I get names confused. And sorry, yeah. Andy. Uh, Whatever you have in there, the Montana guy, the Montana guy, <laughs> Packer guy, the best guy in the world. So he asked me to do uh, some clinics at the uh, Backcountry Horsemen of Montana, the the original Backcountry Horsemen group for their for their rendezvous. A number of years before we moved to Spokane, when we still lived on the uh, 
the the rainforest side of Washington. Um, and, I, and I said, sure. He said, well, what did it take to get you over here? You know, take me for a ride. And I thought the ride was going to be, you know, in in the local county park or something. <laughs> that was not <laughs> what the ride was. Montana guy? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went and did the clinic. It was wonderful. I met Smoke Elzer. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nifty, I've nifty read, guy. I've, I've never met him, but I've read his book. Yes. He's got a pretty good packing book. Yes, he does. Uh, he still teaches. Nice. Yeah. Um, so got to meet him and, you know, did the clinics, went home. And never heard, you know, from Andy in a long time. And, you know, and that's okay. We'll catch up with him sooner or later. Mm-hmm. And then he calls out of the blue. Hey, Robert, this is Andy. So going to go gonna go for a ride with us. Cool. What do you want to do? Do you want to trap grizzly bears or go fishing? <laughs> those like, are your options? Those are my options. Uh, grizzly bears or go fishing. I, I, I said, Andy, I, you know, I, I don't understand. What do you mean? It's simple. Grizzly bears or fishing. What do you want? Okay. Andy, I'm sorry. You know, I'm just a dumb Marine. <laughs> you know, you got to break <laughs> it down. Do you want to go with us to trap baby grizzly bears for the biologists or... Do you want to go on a fish sampling run for the biologist? That is a hard choice. Yeah, and I am not the sharpest knife in the block by far, but Mrs. Eversole didn't raise a complete fool, and I don't want to be around a pissed-off mama bear. (laughs) I said, I'll go fishing. And so what we did was we hauled, um, what, 10, 15 miles into the wilderness, all of the gear and camp for I don't know how many fish and wildlife fish biologists. And they were getting ready to kill off um, a lake or a, a, a system of streams and lakes up there to get rid of invasive species. And it was the final shindig before they, they did all of that. Hmm. And so I got to help haul in boats and fish shocker equipment, and camp, and all this great stuff, you know, for for the biologists, because that's what Andy does. He helps or supports these pack trips for either the Wilderness Foundation or Fish and Wildlife to get their people in to do their job. And that was my first trip in the Bob. And so the whole way in, and, and did I tell you that the Bob has the highest concentration of grizzly bears in lower 48? No, you didn't. But no, well, no, I just did. <laughs> so it does. Well, maybe I don't know if I want to go anymore. It does. And and I knew this going in. And so every time you got to a wet spot in the trail and you see a print, Hey, Andy, is that? No, Robert. Hey, Andy, is... no, Robert. Hey, no, oh, yeah. Robert. <laughs> and then, so... During the trip, we we were resupplying um, a a fire lookout, and we went up and you know, hey, no, Robert, just a regular bear, no, and we're coming back down, and off in the distance, I see this bear scratching his back on this tree, not not ten yards from the trail. Oh, really? And we just go, the string doesn't care, the animals don't care, just go, and it, here from behind, here yells, hey, Robert, there's your grizzly bear, <laughs> and I'm fumbling with my phone and my camera to get a picture. Oh, my I, gosh. I, it's a great picture. It's this brown blur. <laughs> yeah. 
And that was the 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 only grizzly bear I've ever seen. And I probably go in four or five times oh, a year really? now. You've only seen that one? That one. Old, the uh, entire time. I am sure a million and six of them have seen me. Yeah. But I've only seen the one. And, and it's one of the biggest questions I get at my clinics. What about the bears and, yep. and the cats and the wolves? And my reply is always, if you see them, feel blessed. Hmm. The... Can things happen? Yes, of course. But there's a reason those things are front page news because they don't happen very, very often. Yeah. If you look at an actuarial table, we're, we get struck by lightning, you know, far more than we're going to have with an animal. I keep clean camp and stuff. But yeah, I've only seen one grizzly bear. I've only heard wolves once. Um, and that's haunting and beautiful. But if, if you're. If you're careful, you're going to run some bear bells. And the pack string is so gosh darn noisy anyway. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, when you do see a critter, it's usually the, the southbound end yep. of a northbound bear. We don't have grizzlies in Utah. Um, we got a lot of black bear. Yeah. Got a lot of cats, <clears throat> but we don't have grizzlies or wolves. Well, there's been you know, people that say they see wolves. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, but yeah, that was... That's interesting. That was... I, it's, it's it's I've never had a big well aside from gravity in in Oregon, I think it works differently in in Montana and Washington. Yeah. Um, I've never had a bad experience, but I try to be prepared, and to, and I think being prepared kind of pushes those bad experiences off. That's why I come to these clinics. Absolutely. Um, I think the people that do have the problems are the ones that don't spend the prep time. Beforehand, so but yeah, that's you know my last trip, um, heavens, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, mm-hmm. with the with Joe and Jenny, the people that that hosted the clinic. Yep, is that what you call them, hosts? Yep, they're the clinic hosts. Yeah, uh, took them in, into the Pasayan complex. The Pasayan is probably my favorite wilderness area because where where is that? North Central Washington, right along the Canadian border. Okay. Uh, so far as wildernesses go, it's a good size. I, I think it's what six hundred thousand acres. Hmm. So not not huge, uh, but still well within John Muir's, you know, a fortnight and not see people kind nice. of gig. Uh, but with a name like the Pasayan, you know, it doesn't get a lot of <laughs> a lot of a lot of use, a lot of traffic. Um, and I guess there's there's two two schools of thought for the name. One, it's French. Pas de Satan, um, hills, hill, Satan's hills, kind of, kind of deal. <laughs> Satan's hills. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, you got to come. <laughs> uh, the other interpretation nice is uh, Salish, so so first First Nations folks uh, for land of rolling hills and water, which huh. is I think a lot more apt. Um, <laughs> but we went up there. We it we had the potential for it to be uh, interesting. We had a, a wildfire. And you could see a, a big plume off in the distance that we came. There's really only one road into where where we come out, mm-hmm. go in and out of, and one wee tiny town. And that was the direction of the smoke plume. But we had a communications device and was able, with John Hayes, you yeah. know, somebody re- responsible back home, to to say, yeah, there is a uh, wildfire and it's heading in the direction of the only road. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so Joe Jenny, I think we're heading home. Yeah, jeez. First light. Gosh, this this time of year, 
you know, August. Well, I guess we're in September now. Yeah. But you, it was August. Uh, gosh, that's kind of a, a little bit of a bother everywhere because that, that fire can just get going. It can. But that's why you have a plan A, B, and C. You know, this right. place may be closed or have a fire, so let's go to this other trailhead. Yep. You know, it's just, I like the planning and the logistics part of, of a trip. Um, because, it, you know, you, you think about all those little things. Yep. Well, Robert, I think it's been a good time. You got um, on these podcasts. I've been trying to, I've been trying to get all the guests to, at the end of the podcast, to share some word of advice. And you've already given a lot of good advice on here, but share some kind of word of advice um, about. You know, this is called everyday mealmanship. Everyday mealmanship. Okay, so so something that you can. You can advise the folks to help them get along with their mules better or um, something that you've learned by working with these mules that these people can think about, apply. And I know that's kind of sprung on you last minute here. But Thanks, Ty, for just throwing this at me. Yeah. Something really profound, you know, in the yeah. course of 30 seconds. <laughs> um, so with our mules, the, if it was just going to be in general, I would say... It can be in general. It can be, be in general. It can be whatever you want. I just... Just, okay. just if you, you know, this podcast, you know, you know how these digital things work. I mean, this, this could be around for a long time. Gotcha. You know, what, if somebody listens to this 10, 20 years from now, what do, what do you want them to hear from Robert Eversall? Don't let your fears hold you back. Awesome. I, I think, I, and, and I think that applies not only to meals, but everything else. Uh, you know, even though Ty, God bless you, you know, said, said I looked good out there. There was some some nagging. Well, when I kick him into that 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 that, that canter, is he going to blow up? Oh, yeah. He never has. But in the back of my mind, I wonder sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still did it, and I felt so good afterwards. Um, and every time I go on a pack trip, you know, what. Can something happen? Yes. Have I prepared myself appropriately to prevent that? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, yes. Um, and sometimes it's good to have a little bit, I'm not going to say nervousness, but, but some concern. Got to stay on edge a little bit. Just just a hair, you know, and, and that's I think that's the only way we grow. Got to pay attention. Yep. The, the first time I started packing... You know, like, am I going to, there's a whole lot of rope here for me to get tangled in. Um, But you, you, you take your time, be careful. And, and it's worth pushing that little bit of a boundary. Heck yeah. That's really good advice. Hope you guys think about that as you listen to this. Well, Robert, thank you, man. It's been a long day. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Ty. This has been a hoot. Um, And it's fun to do this at a clinic. Yeah, I'm glad we got to do this yeah. in person anyways. And, you know, you guys listen, Robert and I, we're sitting here sweating <laughs> in this truck. Um, we finished up the clinic day. It's actually dark outside now. Yep. But the truck's still hot. <laughs> the truck, it, it, I feel like I'm in an oven kind of, but we had to roll yeah. up all the windows because of road noise. <laughs> yeah, we got because they're, they're working the arena with the tractor. So if there's any background noise, you guys take it easy on me. We're just film, we're uh, recording this on, a, on an iPhone in in my Freightliner. <laughs> yep, yep. As we're baking, yep. and I'm sure people are walking by 
What's going on in there? Idiots doing that truck. It's so hot. But, Robert, man, thank you, sir. I appreciate you doing this with me. It's been a joy. Thank you. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, If you guys are liking these podcasts, I would just be so grateful for you if you uh, would give us a five-star review, leave some comments, tell us what you think of this. Um, Robert... Uh, you can find Robert on at trailmeister.com. Trailmeister.com. T-R-A-I-L-M-E-I-S-T-R, the German spelling, dot com. Go check him out. Also, social media. And Yeah, I, I'm on the Facebook. So, Western Mule Magazine. You can yep. find Robert. Just just even just Google Trailmeister, and he'll, he'll be there. Okay? Hope so. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. God bless you, and we will see you all down the road.